This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Hafsa and welcome to the Mind Pretty Soul podcast where I get to talk about that which gives you peace of mind, keeps you looking pretty and the things that make your soul sing with incredible women that inspire me. Happy holidays. In keeping with the festive spirit, I thought I'd bring you a bonus episode. I couldn't enter the new year without reflecting on the one that we're actually in and what a year it's been. First of all, 2020 was the year that the podcast was born. After sitting on the idea having started Mind Pretty Soul as a newsletter, in 2016, I'm so glad I finally bit the bullet and decided to put my nerves to the side. As a result, I've had great conversations with even greater women. My final guest of 2020 is Zina Noor Sharif, founder of The Zircus, which is a platform dedicated to providing women a safe space to express, enrich and enlighten. Random fact, but many moons ago, after having lunch, Esther Ranson complimented Zina and I on our outfits and said that we looked so chic. Considering Zena's strong, solid luxury fashion house experience, that is no surprise because she has worked for the likes of Dior, Burberry, Louis Vuitton, the list goes on. Zena and I have actually known each other for a really long time and earlier this year she moved to Hong Kong so I was excited that we'd both found ourselves in Istanbul at the same time this summer to catch up. Zena joined me from her new home, Seoul, South Korea. In fact, whilst we were recording, Zena received news that her visa to return to Hong Kong was successful. So it was an interesting conversation to say the least. Happy listening. I'm really glad you're joining me from Seoul, Korea today. How's your day been in Korea? Because I know that you recently made a huge move by going there in the first place, but you've moved around this year anyway. 2020, I'm sure was a hectic year for you. But how has it been today, at least, before we jump into the madness of moving? 
It's been quite peaceful and calm. I usually wake up, make breakfast. I get ready every morning like I would if I would have gone to an actual like office work. I usually work from the time I wake up until like 6 p.m. And then from then on, because it's the Christmas season and I'm a huge Christmas person it's not in a religious sense but I like watching Christmas films just and... the festive spirit I know I'm I'm a yeah big, I'm a big Christmas person as well I love it I just love the the feel-good vibe of it and the decorations and everyone's all happy and yeah that's me as well yeah and and they celebrate Christmas quite big in Seoul as well so usually in the evenings I just have like a nice warm drink and watch a Christmas film and that kind of wraps up my evening what Christmas movies have you been watching I know random but I'm trying to find find, like I've seen a few new ones on Netflix I'm trying to figure out should I watch the new ones or just go back to the classics I don't know I started the new ones so I've added all the new ones on my watch list and I was like I'll do one each day we've started this new one called Jingle Jangle something like this yeah Jingle um I, I I can't remember the name, but it's like jangle jingle yeah, yeah jangle, it's a, something. it's because <laughs> I, I saw the trailer and I was like oh my god this is amazing it's like an all black family celebrating Christmas like a upper class you know like this posh festive film I was so excited for it but then I was like I can't do with the musical part so I went back to watching Lord of the Rings I watch Lord of the Rings every five years during Christmas. Oh, really? I've only ever watched yeah. the final film and I think I was like 12 or 13 at the time or maybe even younger than that I can't remember but I remember seeing it in the cinema and it was just this like I just remember it being very grand and emotional at the end but yeah. very dramatic but I don't actually remember what happened in the movie. Oh I love it like I'm a huge huge Lord of the Rings fanatic. I read the books, I watched the orchestra, I watch it every five years. Not that I count but the last time I've watched it was in December 2016. And I haven't watched it since because it's nine hours long. It's a full commitment to do it. Yeah, it's, and it's basically it's, a full day. Have you watched any Korean films yet? Uh, no, I mean, I, I like the director that has done Parasite. I've watched many of his films before Parasite. I'm ashamed. But to that say was before I, I went to Korea. I haven't watched Parasite yet. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that. No, his films are amazing. Not just Parasite, but Okja. It's on Netflix, um, that one. If you, I would recommend that as well. And then you have Snowpiercer. Um, I think he's done Old Boy as well. So, I mean, his films are incredible. So I was really happy that Parasite has won the Oscars. I mean, it was well-deserved. But in... Oh, it's finished. I have my visa. I just got my Hong Kong visa. Oh my <laughs> God. Amazing. Congratulations. I mean, well, Thank that's you. live on the podcast. It, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> because I remember. So I'm going back to Hong Kong after this. Congratulations. I mean, that's amazing that we're saying this while, while, while we're basically recording. I mean, this is live and direct on the Mind Pretty Soul podcast. I remember when I saw you in the summer in Istanbul. And you were staying in Istanbul, having come from Hong Kong. And then there was like a bit of a confusion about going back. But now you're... Mm. So when are you planning on going back to Hong Kong? I mean, we can talk about Hong Kong and Korea all day, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. You have to stop me, by the way. Because I I just tend to roll on. (laughs) No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so it it was a bit of a mess with the Hong Kong visa because we moved in January 2020. Um, But because of the pandemic and the delays and immigration opening and closing and not 
processing things in a timely manner. Um, we basically didn't, we basically had to submit our application almost like three times. And because basically my tourist visa was running out and his tourist visa was running out, we had to basically leave. Uh, but we couldn't b go back in because Hong Kong doesn't allow any entrance unless you have a work visa or student visa or you're a Hong Kong resident. Yeah. And then you have a Hong Kongese passport. That's it. And that was since March. So they don't allow any, any, any visitors whatsoever under any circumstances. Yeah. So that made it a bit difficult for us um, because it, we couldn't just normally on, uh, um, with visa uh, delays and stuff, you normally just go to Macau and you come back and then you have another six months of your visa if you're British. But we couldn't go to Macau because going to Macau meant 14 days quarantine, but it meant we couldn't go back into Hong Kong without a visa because they don't allow tourist visas. We had to leave and go somewhere where we didn't have to quarantine from Hong Kong. So it was Turkey. That's why we stayed in Turkey for six weeks. You so we stayed in ages. I loved it. Yeah. Four weeks in Istanbul, two weeks in uh, around Kushidasi area. And I've been to Turkey like three times already. So I really, really love um, Turkey. And we did our second wedding there as well. That's, that was another reason why we went to. Congratulations. Um, thank you. To see the family as well and to like officially get married with, with the family. Um, because we did get married in May legally in Hong Kong. You had the most eventful us. year. You had the most eventful year. You yeah. got married twice. You've traveled. You've moved. You've done everything. And when we think about 2020 and how much of an eventful year it's been for everyone, I think it's been very eventful for you in a very good way as well. And yeah. like having celebrated your union with your husband and spending time with your family, traveling in Istanbul. A lot of my experiences in Istanbul are thanks to you. So thank you. When we just think about the year that we've had, like, how would you describe the year that you've had if you were to describe it in, say, a couple of words? I mean, 2020 has been great for me. Amen. In all aspects of life, except work-wise. When I say work-wise, I mean money-wise, because I still kept um, doing work here and there. But I, I personally cannot complain about 2020. It started great. I mean, I started the new year in Taipei. Yes. So I saw the the fireworks in Taipei 101, which is, you know, the high tower. Yeah. Um, really up close. And I was like, I kind of knew 2020 would be great for me personally. And I knew from then that I would be moving to Hong Kong. So for, for me, it was like an adventure. Traveling to old places that I've been, traveling to new places, rediscovering myself as well, which was very, like, important for me. Um, and rediscovering what I really love to do uh, work-wise and what I was passionate about. And I wouldn't have that chance if I didn't slow down in terms of work-wise because you don't really get that chance when, under no, normal circumstances, when you change from one work to another, you just instantly just change because you have to think about bills, you have to think about work, you have to think about, oh, I cannot just have like a hold in yeah. my career because you know the rest of the world is moving and you kind of have to move along with it. And for me, like uh, before COVID, I felt like the world was moving too fast. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And it was like um, nice to see it slow down. So I didn't feel the pressure of having to fixate on finding a job or fixate yeah. on, on 
securing like a career path. Um, I actually changed ways a few times already this year. And now I'm like, it felt like a full circle. Like I was like, I really am determined to go back to fashion. I know I've been like complaining about fashion and despite the fact of working in fashion for eight years. But when I stopped working in February and I was still in fashion, I just felt like a nice um, break was needed. I 110% feel you when you say that. For me, prior to 2020, life was moving at such a lightning speed. And living in a city like London, for me, it's go to work, work all day. Sometimes take your work home with you. Go home. You have very little time to yourself. You go to bed. You wake up. You do it all over again. You just kind of go, 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 go. Immediately when you're done with work, you go food shopping, you go home, take some food home, go to bed, do other things, like try to cram in as much as possible in such a short amount of time. And then the weekends are spent recovering from that week that you've had. And life just goes way too quick. And I didn't like that. And I remember saying to my friend, how is this a life? Like, I remember saying to her a while ago, like, how was that a life that we lived? How did we live like that? And at least for me, the silver lining to 2020 was that it kind of slowed down the pace a little bit. So it gave me time to breathe. It gave me time to think and to reassess. Like you said, you've spent some time thinking and kind of going full circle now, reflecting on whether or not you do want to stay in fashion. I mean, you've got like a really great fashion career. You've worked in, you've worked for some amazing brands like Dior, Louis Vuitton. You've worked in PR as well. You know, you've done some amazing things. And I think one of the craziest fastest paced industries is fashion so for you to have been able to have been afforded the privilege to actually calm down and slow the pace of life a bit in spite of the fact that you have gotten married you have moved countries you've traveled a lot this year that's Mm. amazing so I think 2020 gave us that at least you know it was kind of like watching the world unfold in a way unfold yeah I, I mean I come from a very very privileged standpoint because I didn't have to stress about work because I had enough savings to kind of deal with it I've also have my husband who's taking care of the bills and no not everyone can afford to actually not to have a job and to kind of slow down and I know it's been quite hectic in terms of like people losing jobs being made redundant or furloughed or whatever the circumstances were it's it's very different for everyone but it was nice to see the world unfold on so many levels from a social, political, cultural, technological standpoint. It's interesting because that put things into perspective for me. Right now, it's simply a year where we're trying to just kind of glide and survive. A lot of the kind of conversation has been, this isn't a year for thriving. This isn't a year for doing everything. Sometimes you just kind of have to sit back a little bit I remember reading somewhere that said something like some years are questions and some years give you the answers and I think 2020 gave us the answer we were living in a sick society for so long like this crazy fast-paced life now this year has at least made us value our own lives if we're healthy if we have a roof over our heads if we have a job if we have just the most simple basic necessities we should just be really grateful for them because so many people are without. And I don't mean, oh, be grateful because other people don't have them. But these basic necessities in life are luxuries to me. And I think 2020 at least made me acknowledge that they are luxuries. If I have a roof over my head, I'm grateful. If I have food in my fridge, I'm grateful. 
I'm just glad 2020 was an interesting year and it really put things into perspective for me. Oh, the way I like to say is you can find magic in everything yeah. that you have, everything that you do, everything that you see. It's just about personal perspectives and it's just about appreciating what you have but it's also like thriving and aspiring what you of what you could potentially have there's nothing wrong with that but it's just don't drive yourself crazy trying to look full speed ahead and not realizing what's around you just take things at a speed that's comfortable to you personally which should be an option to everyone because at the beginning of the pandemic everyone's like oh now that you're at home you could learn this you could do this you could grow in this aspect and you can it's like just let people breathe and let them decide what's good for them and what isn't now that they don't have to actually be forced out of their homes to do labor or they and and it's like see everything as an opportunity an opportunity to rest or maybe an opportunity to learn an opportunity to grow or opportunity to just slow down and it's just like because of the world of social media and the internet like a fraction of people's lives is like visible to us we kind of have like this subconscious pressure of having to compete because we know what everyone is up to but it's like it that's not how life worked and that's not how life should work and it's like the only person you, you should compete with is yourself yourself that's all that is all and the only thing you should focus on is your personal growth on whichever aspect and level on your life because you're the only one who knows yourself if you think you have to work on certain areas in your life just do it don't mm-hmm. sit around comparing your life to others basically it just makes it worse now i want to talk about your move this year so you moved to hong kong first then you yeah. stayed in istanbul for a while then you've now moved to korea so what was that like actually going to Hong Kong, adjusting to that, going to Istanbul, going to Korea? How has that been for you as a year? So I've been to London and Dubai as well. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And we met in Dubai. We met in London, actually, as well. So I remember just after you'd come back from Istanbul. <laughs> At the beginning, it was a, it was a quite a bit of an adjustment. Um, just because I've lived in London for 15 years and traveling is never the same as living somewhere else. Because when you travel, you're there for a short period of time. You're a tourist and you don't really have to deal with figuring things out like rent or grocery shopping or bills or any of that. Because you're just there temporarily. You enjoy yourself and you go back home. Then it, it made me realize there's a huge world outside of London. Asia it feels like it's a completely different world altogether. It seems a lot more relaxed. Um, I have to say the traveling during a pandemic is not easy at all. I, I know I make it look like effortless and completely <laughs> not travel during a pandemic, but it has been, it's been very challenging. Uh, normally we would get flights a few days before we're actually leaving. We would have to always be up to date with the, the changes because countries have been changing their regulations and their uh, COVID policies like almost on a daily basis. And we would have to also check in terms of, of like accommodation, quarantine and COVID tests. And can we fly through this country? Are we able to do transit? And what airline would we be able to take? And what tickets are we able to buy? So it's been quite stressful, but it's still like coming from a privileged standpoint to actually have been able to travel. <laughs> Another thing is like we basically dragging around our whole life in two suitcases. Yeah. I mean, our life is bigger than two suitcases, but in terms of clothing, um, we're basically having to drag that around and it hasn't been easy as well because different airlines allow different like 
uh, luggage allowance and you want to get the highest and you don't want to pay too, you don't want to pay for extra luggage because it's just too expensive. Obviously, because of the pandemic, they surge and they are, airlines are struggling. So they charge a bit higher than normal. Um, so we packed everything. We went to Istanbul and we ended up staying there for six weeks instead of three months because my husband had to go back to London because the company has ventured into a different sector to survive during the pandemic and they're constantly evolving. So they've evolved into doing um, extended reality and broadcasting and all of that stuff. So we went to London. He had to work in the office, the London office. The policies in Korea changed and they allow British and US citizens to come on a 90 days visa waiver. So those are the only two countries they allow entry in South Korea but you have to do two weeks mandatory quarantine and it's, you have to pay it yourself. They say it costs up to 2000 pound per person. You get meals three times a day, you get the COVID test. Um, so it's a full thing. And for them, it's like they are taking the extra measure because they are trying to contain COVID in their country. And you were quarantined in a hotel room, just a hotel room, by the way, one room. I hope it was at least a really nice hotel. It was nice, but I wouldn't have complained if it wasn't. I'm a natural hermit. People lose their mind if they have to stay in for a few days in a row in one space. But for me, it's like, no, it was like, I would call it a diplomat's prison. I pride myself in my ability to adapt really quickly. I'm not a creature of comfort. And for me, it's like this year, I've explored so many foods and cultures and ways of living and I've learned so much and so I, I'm always open I could never go to a place and go like oh my god they don't have this milk you have been going to like the I mean you've always been going to the best places but you've gone to really cute cafes and bars and restaurants in Seoul so what have you discovered in terms of food and, and everything and even like shopping if you've gone clothes shopping Whatever. In terms of food, I've noticed and I've learned that in Asia in general, they have a really healthy relationship with food, which is really nice. And it gives you like a whole different perspective of eating altogether. Like there is no such thing as something gross and there is no such thing as limits to what you can eat. I had chicken feet. I had uh, raw octopus. I had beef tongue. I had... uh, raw beef and you name it i would just eat everything that i could possibly eat in a way and the agriculture is completely different here so the relationship with food is also like people don't say oh i'm not going to eat this because it's going to make me fat or it's going to make me this and that it's just like they know where the food comes from in a way i really like that and they have a better relationship with it and they're open to exploring and eating and and food is like the number one priority in a way that when you want to meet or build friendships it's over food people love to eat out you go to hong kong and it's like everyone wants to eat after work everyone wants to eat so i have few friends that went to london and they're like people go to pubs without eating what the hell (laughs) (laughs) so let's move on to 2021 what's in store for xena in 2021 i have no idea (laughs) i mean actually let me rephrase that question because to be fair 2020 we had an idea of what would be in store for us and 2020 was like oh you thought let me completely flip your life (laughs) upside down so what do you hope to be in store for you next year well I've learned to take the day as it comes and to really 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 live in the moment I know 
we say that a lot and I used to say that a lot in London but I never did because I would always try to figure out what I'll be doing next day next week next month next year but now I don't 2020 has told me I don't have that option um I just look forward to continuously grow on a personal level to continue traveling i've been very very lucky to have traveled in 2020 so i'm hoping that my luck will stretch to 2021 (laughs) i hope i want to learn mandarin i want to be fluent in mandarin by the end of 2021 i know it's ambitious but i i i've picked up somali arabic german and english why can't i pick up mandarin (laughs) exactly you're a worldly woman zina you speak so many languages you've lived in so many countries (laughs) so did you I'm really excited. For you in terms of 2021, just to wrap up the episode, what's something that you're planning on doing for your mind? What's something you're planning on doing in terms of beauty, whether it's working out, whether it's makeup or hair? Do you have any kind of beauty goals? And what are you going to do to make your soul sing as much as possible? So let's start with beauty, because I I think you're my beauty guru. And I always... Watch out, look out for everything that you write and everything I, I love it like I, I love your approach of beauty it's so healthy and so authentic and so natural I'm not a beauty expert and I've jumped on the beauty train quite late but one thing is to embrace my natural and authentic beauty which includes my hair yes so I've removed the headscarf in 2020, but I've had it on and off for the past four years anyway so yeah it's not like I have a bad relationship with the headscarf it's just I don't find it to be something that defines me it's something I love and just like everything else I love I want to have like my personal healthy balance with it I've learned about hair types um so I I've learned so much about hair products which is crazy at 32 you know (laughs) that's one thing just to embrace my authentic beauty to uh have a better relationship with that Oh, also, like, I hope they come up with the mask, a miracle mask. Everyone's saying silk masks in terms of breakouts, but ooh, it's been oh my god, bad. When I was actually in Istanbul, my skin was perfectly clear. I remember there was a day, I think it was a day that I'd been to... No, sorry, I was in Ankara at the time. I was out in a super busy market and... I had makeup on, like a full face of makeup. I, I was thinking, I'm on holiday. I want to look cute. So I'd done the full face, set my makeup, everything. And I have a mask on, a cotton mask. And even if it was cotton, it still broke me out because it was hot. It was almost 40 degrees in Ankara. Now I'm very conscious to try to not wear as much makeup when I am going out. And I do have to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. I stopped wearing foundation altogether this year. No, that, that was pre-mask, pre-COVID. I mean, one thing I love about you, Zena, you don't even need much. What I love about you is you're just simply put on a swipe of red lipstick and you are good to go. I love that about you. <laughs> thank you. And you look amazing <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm very flattered. I mean, I do have my bad skin and stuff, but in terms of beauty, just to embrace my authentic beauty and to really feel confident with that. That's my 2021 goal. In terms of mind, to really know what I can mentally handle and what I cannot mentally handle and to not feel responsible for people's um, emotional baggage and projections to not feel responsible for what's happening in in the world, not saying it in a selfish way, but I am one individual and I will do my, I'll do what I can do to the capacity that I can do without feeling like I need to have a mental breakdown because I'm worried about there is a war. There is a protest in terms of what makes my soul sing. 
I can pride myself to say that everything, almost everything brings me joy because I see wow. I love paying attention to details. I some like I wake up in the morning taking a hot hot shower and I feel like, oh, this is amazing. I have I have access to hot shower. Like I can this is amazing. Oh, or like God. when I'm thirsty and I drink water. I know it's just so menial, but I've learned that it's really like the small things that really help you feel so much better about any situations that you're in and cope with it and build perspective as well. So I, I mean, I think I'm an old soul generally. So I, I listen to my jazz classic music and, you know, have my hot beverages when I can read when I can. I love that. I love that you can find the beauty in every small detail. I think the happiest people are people that are able to find the beauty in everything. Like, for example, walking down the street now that it's autumn, the trees and the leaves and the orange and the auburn colours and the dark yellows and everything, like the crisp weather in the morning and just finding the beauty in the smallest things will just keep you going, especially at a time like this, I think. I mean, you are like a a bowl of good energy anyway, so... Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Zina, we've come to the end. Oh, I want this conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You can find Zena on Instagram at the Zerkus, and I've included her handle and other details in the show notes. Whatever you do today, make sure that following her and the great work she does is on your list. Now on to my guests this year who I'm incredibly grateful for. My first guest was one of my very good friends, Pfizer Shake, the founder of CBT app Happier You, where we talked about the importance of being able to access mental health care within a reasonable amount of time and how for many people this just isn't a reality and that this access can actually vary depending on one's income and where they live. If I was someone who was suffering from depression or anxiety, you would need help immediately. By immediate, I mean within 24 hours because if someone's having a mental breakdown, they can't wait three months, they can't wait six months. So if I went to my local GP, at least in Lambeth, the waiting time, it's actually a postcode lottery as well. So depending on what postcode you live in, the waiting times might be different. So if you're in Lambeth, the waiting li- the waiting time to see a counsellor or a therapist is around three to six months. In Richmond, I think it's a couple of weeks. So I think it's really sad because... Although we kind of have, everybody has like similar experiences and our mental health help, I think, should be equal for everyone. But sadly, it's not. It's dependent on what you can afford, number one. And number two, if you can't afford to go private, then it's dependent on what postcode you live on and how long you can actually afford to to wait. And I think that's quite sad because, you know, people are struggling behind the scenes and therapy is just really expensive. So when you need it, you can't afford it. And otherwise you just have to wait really long. The irony is that some people, their mental health problems and their their anxieties and their worries stem from the fact that perhaps they're from a lower socioeconomic group. They might be in poverty. And so for people like that, when they're not able to access mental health services that are adequate or to be treated within a quick time, but then that issue stemming from the fact that perhaps they can't pay their rent or they're in debt it's it's kind of a catch-22 in that sense because when someone who is poorer or, or isn't as well off as perhaps someone from another borough then what can we do for them and I think with your app what you've done is you've created an app that offers CBT services to people for free by the way for free for absolute zilch which is amazing we also talked about taking time out and finding balance, especially in a city as dizzyingly fast as London. I've learned to recognise when I need to take time off. 
And I think it's purely because the whole purpose of saying you can't pour from an empty cup is, and it, in a real life kind of practical way, I think the best way to explain it is if I'm not in the right headspace, I've got nothing to give you. Absolutely. And if I'm not in the right headspace, I've got nothing. I can't perform at work. I'm making mistakes. I'm not doing the best I can. I'm not being the best in a relationship. I'm not being the best and in whatever capacity, right? I'm just not being the best for this world. So true. And I think if you take time out when you need it and just say, actually, you know what, for the next three days, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to like, I don't know, go to a spa or take a holiday or read a book or actually take days off work when you need to, because I think that's really important. And just kind of like give yourself the space. I think you perform 10 times better. I agree. I agree. Just saying I need to continue and like, I won't listen to anyone and I can't stop. You can be relaxed in in the Cotswolds or in the Bahamas. And then the minute you come back to London, you're going to kind of adapt to that pace of life there or here rather. But I guess what it teaches us is that we can take those peaceful moments that we have in life on holiday or when we go away to a retreat or a resort or wherever and just take that moment. It's not going to be like that all the time. Even if you were to live in the Bahamas all day, every single day for the rest of your life, it's not going to be peaceful for the rest of your life. You know, you have to take those moments and those lessons you've taken and kind of take yourself back to that every now and again. I think we need to get better at finding a balance between in our daily lives. And I think that's the only way you can perform better and I guess cope better in a healthy way. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think for your mind, it's just not good for your mind. Yeah. Because I think um, we were talking about chronic pain earlier. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I know I've had migraines in the past when I've been in a stressful job. And I've never, and, and as soon as I left that job, my migraines finished. Wow. So it's just stuff like that. I think. Yeah. Your body can't explain certain things, but it impacts our body. That pace of life soon changed, though, as we entered a new normal due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Things suddenly slowed down. And for me personally, although 2020 has brought us a lot of sad moments, one thing I'm grateful for this year is how I was afforded the chance to finally rest and reset Lockdown meant that I couldn't record in a studio any longer and so I needed to adjust fast. And of course, there were some hiccups and trial and error moments with my sound quality, for example. Going forward, it's likely that the episodes will be a mix of recording at a studio and other episodes recorded remotely. This will allow for conversations with people across the world and so there's a silver lining in there somewhere. My first episode recorded at home was with Leather Taco, the founder of Taco Coffee and Taco Network. And we talked about her adjustment to the lockdown and the pressure to be productive during this time. I am seeing a lot of comments like, if you don't use this time, then, you know, you are a loser and you are, you're not a very disciplined person. And I disagree with that as much as, you know, we have to have like a little schedule just to keep myself busy and go for a walk and cook and be productive in that sense. But I hope that people don't feel bad just because they didn't perform to their best and I hope people don't put pressure on creators to be like more productive because we're still dealing with pandemics like being like people are still dying there's still issues like people are losing their jobs and you shouldn't 
expect people to create more and be more productive. This is not a holiday. The following episode, I was joined by my cousin, Sahra Qahiya, who was documenting protests in Minneapolis at the time following the death of George Floyd. We touched on how taxing activism can be on one's spirit and finding balance in the midst of such huge political change. I got sucked into it all and, you know, in the first week or two, it was such a shocking thing that, like, I didn't have time to, to deal with any other thing, any other aspect in my life. But, um, yeah, I've just kind of disconnecting, just staggering that um, involvement in the in the protests and really just not being on social media a lot after a certain amount of time, just relaxing. I think um, the gyms are opening up again, so I'm super excited to, like, go to the steam room and just de-stress that way. So, yeah, that's kind of been what I've been doing. Speaking of de-stressing, stress expert Heather Thatcher garnered a lot of attention and buzz. And I'm grateful that it was this episode that garnered so much discussion because we all know just how detrimental chronic stress can be. Not to worry though, because Heather happily shared some techniques to reduce stress and by default be healthier. Gotten out of the busy brain on top of the ocean space and dropped into the big picture, I can see everything happening around me space. That's where those answers just pop into your brain and you're like, oh, why didn't I think of that earlier? So looking, just embracing the unexpected, getting outside of the box, looking for pockets of time here and there and making the most of them. Stress can come as a result of massive life changes and it goes without saying that 2020 presented some changes for all of us in every single facet of life from the way we work to the way we greet one another now and I'm sure many of you have resorted to a simple wave or an elbow nudge (laughs) anyway that's why I absolutely had to have Vicky Moore on the podcast and she is a life coach whose expertise lies in helping others navigate life changes and moments of uncertainty that are uncertain we you know immediately have this flight or fight reaction to and we trick ourselves into thinking that there are obstacles and so really the first step is looking at those perceived obstacles what is it that's in the way is it really in the way obstacles that people use most often you know i don't have enough time i don't have enough money i need more education but then if you break it down okay ability the professional cooking certification what would it take to get that could you take classes in the evening, you know, what are the ways that you could address that obstacle instead of just being very black and white about there's this thing that's in my way and therefore I'm going to stop here. Think about something simple like driving to work in the morning. The normal road that you take is under construction and the road is closed. Turn the car around and you find a different way to work. But for some reason, we don't make it that simple when we have these these larger goals in our life. There's an obstacle. There's a way around it. But for some reason, we just look at the obstacle and don't search for the way around it. So during the lockdowns, I've rediscovered a love I neglected for a while, makeup. Beyond the usual concealer, filling in my brows, blush and a little bit of lip gloss, I had the time to truly invest in myself again. So I tried new makeup looks and I felt amazing. I had two wonderful guests that work in the beauty industry, Flo Adepodju, the founder of makeup brand MDM Flo, and Safia Tasneem, who is one of my favourite beauty influencers. I'll definitely be bringing on more guests that work in beauty next year as I thoroughly enjoyed my conversations with Flo and Safia, where we talked about skincare and makeup routines as well as fragrance. Speaking of fragrance, when yeah. we first met just before we came up to the studio, yeah. you smelled amazing. Thank you. What fragrance are you wearing again? Um, Rolling in Love from Killian. Killian. Like, I'm oh. loving it. It's very warm, but yeah. like a hint of sweetness, but it's more warm. What I kind find. of notes does it have? Oh, I don't even know. Um, I probably need to like 
like check it <laughs> get back to you but I, all I know is that it's very warm and I just really like it for yeah. winter anything so. Killian is is legit yeah like I feel like Killian so is good. we've talked about the Rihanna Rihanna love one don't before. be shy yeah love that don't I be wore shy. for my 30th that smells like marshmallows yeah. and like and just, just happiness it smells just, like happiness oh I need to buy it it's very sweet though like it. literally like it can be sickly sweet to people that yeah. don't like sweet fragrance marshmallow and candy yeah. and caramel and vanilla yeah. and stuff and it's what you can imagine her smelling like yeah i've even <laughs> read an article on the cut about how everybody says that rihanna smells yeah have you amazing. not seen the video for it i've seen the video of all the celebrities being like really so what does rihanna smell like and they're like like heaven i know that people say that they like signature scents or that they have a signature scent that they go with for me i don't believe in that i'm like more of a fragrance wardrobe type of person i'm like i yeah i've become more of a fake fragrance wardrobe person but i think like I think it's an age thing as well. So obviously when I was like beginning of my 20s, like even in retail, like you've got your signature fragrance because that's all you can really afford. Yeah. But then obviously as you get older, I feel like, you know, you're gifted got things. Money or like, yeah, you got more yeah. money. And you're just like, okay, well actually on this day, like, yeah, so there's a period where I'd wear like Dior when I'm going out because I'd be like, oh, this is my Dior fragrance. Or mm. like, this goes with my outfit better. In my head, like you just, I don't know, you make that connection of like wearing a different fragrance for. And it makes you feel a certain way as well. Yeah, it really does. Like for me personally, because I'm, I'm quite a central person like in terms of like you know smells and like yeah. taste and like you know like so it really does make me feel a lot more happier so yeah I think I've become more like well like, yeah seasonal as well sometimes I'm like oh, oh, yeah. I know what these these bunch of fragrances I'm gonna wear in winter because yeah. they're kind of more warmer or they make me feel a bit more happier then with all of my beauty I'm just very like it's kind of similar to the brand actually it's just bright and bold like with my hair like I used to dye my hair a lot when I was younger but for the last couple of years it's mostly been like just jet black unless it's like braided with color um but this week i'm getting my head dyed into i think it's going to be like a bright fiery red but who knows i might change my mind when i get there Nirvana Safa, a very very special guest to me my best friend and business partner the founder of vegetals opening up about her psychosis after trying ayahuasca so i was working in the in the business with my mom and I was studying beauty at the time and I was like quite depressed and I really wanted to find some kind of deeper meaning and I came across something called ayahuasca and I did ayahuasca and like shamanic medicine I'm you know Hafsa I'm I'm quite spiritual and yeah. I always have been and I come from that as a family like my great grandma was a herbalist my great great grandma who actually I met when I was a kid and like, you know, I spent a couple of years of my life with her before she passed at 113. So that kind of stuff has always been in my life. You've had like a real solid foundation. Yeah, and I kind of forgot about it for a long time. And then when this shamanic stuff started showing up, I was really drawn to my spiritual self. And I kind of just followed that and I did ayahuasca and it wasn't facilitated. I can't say that word. Facilitated. The best way, I guess. Um, even though it was with a legit shaman and blah, blah, blah. But I had psychology yeah after that and that was really shocking like I'd never suffered from mental health in my whole life and I was 22 I think it took six months to recover last but not least in the third episode I opened up about my own mental health it's not like me whatsoever I shared things that I hadn't shared with people that I know let alone the wider world and so what that's taught me is that when you're vulnerable, doors are opened. It just allows for a better world. So I'm incredibly grateful for the encouraging, supportive response. For a while now, I felt as though there was something missing when it comes to my pretty soul. And that's communicating my mission in a truly genuine way. 
So the truth is that after what I went through and still do occasionally, it's my life mission to inspire people, particularly women, to feel great about themselves. So yeah, what do these three things encompass? One, mind, taking care of my mental health, CBT, journaling, seeing a therapist, and number two, pretty which is beauty, interchangeably. Simple things like cleansing my skin at night really helped me to form a routine and a sense of control, which is important for people when they're going through tough times in their mental health. And so for me, beauty is a huge part of my self-care. And finally, three, soul. Sometimes I feel like the soul part of my pretty soul can come across as a bit vague, but that's because it's entirely up to you and how you interpret it. So here's a question. What makes your soul sing? Pfizer kindly allowed me to share a snippet from a guided meditation that you can find on her app, Happier You. I cannot recommend this app enough. It's a wonderful resource for mental health. So if you're interested in trying out for yourself, I'd recommend going to the app store. Body and mind relaxation. This body and mind relaxation practice is wonderful for general relaxation. For preparing for meditation, or just for winding down. Let's take a few minutes to relax your body and mind. We'll begin with a few slow, deep breaths. Each time you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your stomach. Breathe in slowly through your nose and feel your abdomen and lungs expand with air. After drawing in a long, deep breath, allowing your breath to flow back out through your mouth. Just let go of each breath, and with it, release any tension or stress you might have been holding on to. You might like to mentally repeat the word relax as you breathe out. Try this now. Slowly draw in a deep breath. Don't rush to breathe in, just gradually fill your lungs and abdomen with air. And when they are full, release that breath completely. You are beginning to feel yourself relaxing. Your breath will dissolve tension just as easily as warm water melts ice. Breathe in once again. Feel your body fill with air. Release the breath. Let it flood out naturally. Breathe all the way out until your lungs are empty. Let's draw in a third and final breath. Nice and deep. Feel yourself relaxing as you gradually release the breath. Now let your breathing return to a normal rhythm as we begin to scan over your entire body, looking for areas of tension to release. As I mention each body part, I invite you to bring your awareness to it and relax it as deeply as you can. You don't need to concentrate intensely on this task. Just feel or imagine a sensation of relaxation and relief moving through each part of your body. It's quite common for people to store a lot of tension in their jaw muscles. So let's begin there. Pay attention to your jaw for a moment. There are a number of very strong muscles in that area. 
Just mentally connect with this part of your body and relax it. Allow your jaw muscle to loosen and let go. Now let your attention wander to the muscles in your face. Allow your eye muscles to release and let your cheeks and forehead relax. Let this peaceful feeling flow slowly down your neck. Feel it soothe your throat and dissolve any tension as it slowly glides down to your shoulders. Let your shoulders go. Give them a moment of your attention and just mentally repeat the word relax as you let them soften, let go and release all tension. Now, bring your awareness to your arms. Feel and imagine them becoming loose and limp. They're relaxed and at peace all the way from your shoulders through your wrists to the tips of your fingers. Now focus on the muscles in your back. All these muscles surrounding your spine. Just let those muscles relax and let go. Now bring your awareness to your chest and all the muscles that surround your ribcage. As you breathe in and out, send a mental note to this area of your body. Relax. As you breathe in and out, feel your stomach gently rise and fall. Let your stomach soften and relax with each breath. Feel it releasing tension as each moment passes. You can feel yourself slowly slipping into a state of deep relaxation. Now bring your attention to your thighs. Imagine all those strong, supporting muscles beginning to relax and unwind. Your knees, your calves, your feet. Let them all relax. So on a calmer and much more relaxed note, I'm going to love you and leave you. I wish you nothing but the best going forward and I cannot wait to see you next year. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.